Hey guys, welcome to Outside the Camp podcast. My name is Destiny. I am the host of Outside the Camp podcast and I am so excited that you guys are here today. Um, Thank you so much for listening in wherever you are, whether you're on a commute somewhere or you're in your living room or coffee shop, wherever you are. Thank you so much for joining in today. I'm so excited and honored to be here. Um, I'm super excited. This has been a really long process and it's been a lot of fun and a journey just kind of figuring out what it is that the Lord is calling me to do. So here we are. Um, first episode, I really just kind of want to go into the basics of like who we are and what we're doing here. So, um, basically how did we get here? Um, so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So, um, first and foremost, I want to break in a little bit about kind of like who I am, what we're trying to create here, what my team and I are focusing on and working on, um, and then kind of get into some scripture and talk about what we're going to do. So, um, outside the camp is a podcast. It's also really mainly a community of people who, are just passionate about loving the Lord. Um, and that's really like as simple as it is, but it's also a group of people who are passionate about the broken church. Um, and what I mean by that is the church that we have today is oftentimes a very broken and hurt church. And, you know, when you look at a person, like you wouldn't blame them for the things that they've experienced, the brokenness that they've encountered. Um, you would look at them and try to offer love and healing and support. And it's essentially what the church is going through. The bride is hurt and she's broken and she needs help. Um, that's kind of like what I want to do. I want to bring the capital C church back together. And, you know, I think there's this like weird division of like church versus church and who has more tenders and all the things. And I want to stop all of that and just bring us back together and just get passionate about the Lord and passionate about loving each other well again. Um, it's kind of what we're here for today. So I think that there is this weird epidemic or a big epidemic that's happening right now in the world of what we call church hurt. And I think at the end of the day, it really just isn't perfect people representing a perfect God will always lead to pain. Um, and, you know, I want to share a little bit about my story and kind of like my background, which I don't want to get too much into it. I know you guys are going to get to know a lot about me throughout the next few months, weeks, years, however long this goes on. Um, can I hear bits and pieces of my stories? But I'm just going to give you guys a quick background. I did not grow up in like a religious home at all. Didn't ever really hear the name Jesus. Um, Like I knew my friends knew him through like elementary school and things like that. Um, Actually, my now best friend um, was the first person that really ever took me to church and kind of got me invested into it. And I like spent time around the Lord and I liked going to church and I liked God, but I didn't know him Um, until one day I needed him. And she brought me to church at one of the weakest points of my life. And I gave my life to Christ and kind of in a 180 flip, I went from like not really knowing the Lord to serving in church 24 seven. I was there like Monday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Saturday, Sunday, like all day, every day. And um, it was a beautiful time of my life, but uh, everything came crashing to a halt one day. Things got complicated and messy and I ended up being asked to step down and kind of like was forced out of my church, which I'll talk a lot more about this throughout um, different times, but I was kind of forced out of my church and forced into isolation. Um, It was a very lonely place and kind of overnight I lost my community. I lost all of my friends. I lost my pastors, my leaders. Um, I really lost everything that I had or everything that I thought that I had. Um, I lost the job that I was chasing after. My plan was to go and have a career working for this church and I kind of lost that too and in a moment's notice I went from having what I thought was everything to having nothing Um, and I remember just how like broken and painful that was 
um, kind of overnight I lost everything and my pastors were told not to reach out to me and my community was told the same thing and it was really hard and I was kind of forced into isolation and forced to realize a lot of truths of at some point I had you know I loved the Lord truly and I knew God and at some point I was serving the church more than I was serving the Lord and it was a really big wake-up call for me um, and then I tried to find another church in another community and then I went back to visit a few months later and I heard the cover-up story um, and they had like fabricated the story and what was really difficult was a few things in that of they had like utilized my past and utilized the home that I came from and kind of used it as an excuse, which was really hurtful. Um, and on top of that, the fact they did a cover up story at all was hurtful. And honestly, kind of how they handled it after hurt a lot more than the actual event itself. Um, and it really made me question leadership and it made me question the people that I was around and ended up being in a lot of pain. And that was my senior year of high school. And you know, as someone that I was going to work there, I now had to go to college. And um, so I went to college, went to University of Houston. Um, I joke all the time with my friends that I'm University of Houston's most loyal dropout. So go kooks forever. Um, but I went to University of Houston and found a new community. And it was not an easy place to be in. I remember stepping onto campus and being like, Lord, I still want to serve you. But like, I'm scared. And community is no longer safe. And this was my safe place. And it became the place I needed saving from. And Lord, I don't think I can handle this again. So community was hard. Um, but fortunately enough, I had a friend that um, knew me from my old church. And when I went to University of Houston, he kind of grabbed my hand and was like, hey, I lead this community of people here on campus. and would love for you to be a part. You should definitely come visit. And you know, I was hesitant at first, but slowly over time, I eventually came. And the events were more focused on like fun, really, than they were like a service, which is what I was so used to. It was like untraditional style of ministry for me. But it ended up becoming like the deepest community and the most real and authentic community. And it was great. And some of my best friends are because of that community that I joined. And it was a beautiful time in my life. Um, and it was great. And it was so much fun. And I agreed these real friendships where I could talk about the brokenness. And my last community that I had, we almost like, because so many of us were in like high levels of leadership in the church, we were kind of expected to live to this like higher standard, which is valid. But it was almost this like understanding of like if you confess the things that you were struggling with, if it was too deep or too dark of a sin or just too deep in sin, then you were no longer sanctified enough to be on staff or to spread the gospel. And all of the qualifications the Lord gave you no longer mattered. And this community was not like that. It was very like whatever you have, whatever you're, wherever you're at, like we love you and we want to know you. Um, and it was great and it was perfect until it wasn't. And I ended up experiencing another pretty awful circumstance um, at the hands of somebody else and our community kind of like divided in half and everyone was kind of on his side or on mine and it was difficult again and I found myself in isolation again in the midst of COVID and truly deeply in isolation. Um, from there, you know, years went on, I ended up moving to Dallas and when I moved to Dallas, I started working in a marketing firm and um, career kind of took off in that and then I eventually moved out to Las Vegas and ran my company there um, and then I as I'm sure you guys can imagine Vegas is a very crazy city to live in a very dark and isolated city in of itself as well so I um, decided to leave Vegas and I came back to Texas well I'm coming back to Texas I eventually got back to Houston and when I got here I was like Lord like I want to do ministry again I'm passionate about ministry I feel like it's time and what do you want me to do and I remember so, like, clearly the Lord, like, 
saying and speaking to me, I want you to chase after the one that was once a part of the 99. And I remember that being so like, I am the one that was once a part of the 99. And I was like, wow, like, okay, what does that look like? And how do I get there? And I was like, well, like, Lord, like, that was me. Lord was like, it was. And like, where did you go? And I thought about like podcast and I thought about listening to sermons online. And I was like, that was comfortable because it wasn't a church and it was separate. And I could do that. And we were just like, exactly. Meet people where they're comfortable. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so like, what, what does that look like? Does that look like preaching? What does that look like? And I really just wanted to create a space of like real authentic conversations where we can come and we can talk about the things that the church may not want to talk about. And we can talk about the pains and the hurts and the pits of this life and the hard parts and the hard seasons and the mess of this life. And not necessarily talk about like how horrible things were, but the righteousness of the Lord through that. And how do we get back to the feet of the Jesus from that place? Um, and so that's what I want to do. I want to create a space where we can talk about all of the things. And there were so many people that were like, oh, like you're going through something, like just go to church, just go to church. And first of all, when you've been hurt by the church, it's a lot easier said than done. And second, like, what do you do when the thing that you're struggling with was caused by the church? Um, and where's the space for that? I remember being so conflicted and really walking through a lot of lament through that, which we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to have a whole episode about lament, lament and lamentations and all of that. But I remember being like, there's no manual for how to do this. And so I kind of felt like the Lord was like, create a space that's almost a manual for how to do it. Now, I didn't do it perfectly, but um, I can talk about the mistakes that I made and hopefully help somebody else out that's in a similar situation and in a familiar place to mine. Um, so with that, I kind of was drawn to the topic of lepers and leprosy and started really studying what does it mean to be a leper. And so if you're like not really familiar with the Bible or you are familiar with the Bible, um, lepers in the Bible are basically people who had like a skin disease and you could see it from a mile away. You could see that they were diseased and infected. Um, and I kind of want to share a scripture with you guys that really breaks down why we're called outside the camp and kind of what the vision is. There's a couple of scriptures I want to share. The first one is Leviticus 13, 46. Um, in Leviticus 13, 46 says, as long as a serious disease lost, they will be ceremonially unclean. They must live in isolation in their place outside the camp. Now, with this scripture, a couple of things I want to focus on is like, as long as they had a serious disease and it lasted, they're unclean. And I think that's a very familiar place for a lot of people who have been hurt by the church, whether it's because like they sinned and they did something and the church ridiculed them for that, or they're suffering the sin cause or the sin disease of somebody else's sin, or somebody on a pulpit said something that was controversial and offended you and you never stepped back into the church. Regardless, I think a lot of us feel unclean. And I think that we feel as though, very similar to the lepers, I feel or felt when I walked back into church, I felt like everybody could see what happened to me. And I felt like they could see the cover-up stories and they could see some of them that knew deeper. I felt like they could see the thing that happened to me that I didn't want to talk about. And I felt like oftentimes in my life when I did things that weren't right, I felt like same thing. I felt like people could see the sin that I had caused and that they could see the disease on me. And that forced me into a place of isolation, either by choice or because somebody forced me there. I often found myself in places of complete isolation outside the camp. Um, and so I was like really studying and I remember hearing that and being like, okay, outside the camp, like what does that really mean? 
And then I was brought to the scripture in Hebrews. And it's Hebrews chapter 13. And really kind of like the whole chapter as a whole kind of really talks about a lot of this. But um, Hebrews 13 is really going in and talking about kind of like our calling now. It's the last chapter of Hebrews and um, really talks about like loving each other. It kind of starts off and it's like keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. And we're going to break down kind of all of Hebrews 13 at some point. But I really want to focus back in um, to Hebrews 13 verses 12 through 14. So it says, So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace that he bore. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Now kind of breaking that down scripture by scripture. um, The first verse that I read is, So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. Um, So what that means. So Jesus actually was crucified outside the camp or outside the city. Um, city and camp are kind of like simultaneously like kind of used in this context Um, and so it says he died outside the city gates which basically is because like holy things couldn't happen inside the city and so they would do like sacrifices and things like that had to happen outside Um, so when he was put on the cross he died outside the city gates Um, and he did this to make his people holy by means of his blood right which shows into like a that we're washed clean and b that outside the city gates, outside the church walls, outside of what's religiously clean is not an unfamiliar place to Jesus. It's actually the place that he chose to wash us clean. And then we have an invitation next, and it says, so let us go to him outside the camp and bear the disgrace that he bore. And I think the invitation to go and meet him outside the camp is so beautiful. And I think that oftentimes, like while I've heard a lot from the Lord inside of a church and through a sermon and through worship, I've gotten to know Jesus outside the camp. And I've heard from the Lord and the church itself is beautiful. In the next episode, we're going to talk about what the church is supposed to be and what it's supposed to look like and why she's beautiful and why we're called to love her and serve her. Um, But the times that I've intimately known Jesus were things that happen outside the camp. And you know, this verse says, and bear the disgrace that he bore, but another version says, and share in the abuse of Jesus. And I think when I read that, it was a reminder that like being ridiculed by the religious people was not an unfamiliar place for Jesus. You know, like the Pharisees would constantly throw scriptures on him and tell him all the things that he was doing wrong and question him 24 seven and being condemned by religious people and pushed out and mistreated by the people inside the camp is not unfamiliar to the Lord. In fact, he calls it abuse. And it's hard as Christians. It's a lot easier said than done, but our calling is to share in the abuse. And we're going to talk a lot more about that and forgiving those people and loving them and all of that in further episodes. But today I really want to focus on this next line. Um, And it says, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. So this world is chaotic and it's messy and it's painful and it is hurtful and it is not beautiful. And there is no promises that it will be. But in these dark places outside the camp is exactly where Jesus wants to meet us and invites us to meet us. And so I really wanted to focus in on, you know, this phrase of outside the camp and building a community of people who are real and authentic and can bring the abuses that we share with Jesus, whether it be religious people or whether it be literal abuse or sexual temptation, whatever the abuse that you're currently sharing in with Jesus, we're invited to meet him in that together. 
And so I want to create a space for people and a community of people who don't care about what the Christian standard is supposed to look like, but what they care about is truly knowing Jesus and loving each other. And, you know, I heard this quote from Billy Graham that says, you know, it's, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge, and my job to love. And I think that that's so true. And I think oftentimes, like, the modern-day church has that so backwards and doesn't do that well. But I want to create a community of people who are excited about meeting Jesus and meeting each other outside the camp. And it doesn't have to happen inside the church walls. And creating a space where people can come together and talk about the real things in this life and talk about the craziness of this life. And things are hard. And there are things that happen to us in this world that there isn't necessarily a straight answer for in the Bible. But if you have someone to walk through it with you, you can find exactly where the Lord is in it. And oftentimes that's not from a pulpit. And there is a beauty for that. But there's a lot deeper of a beauty in discipleship and community and one-on-one conversations and really loving each other well. And so Outside the Camp is a podcast where we're going to talk about all the things. I'm going to have guest speakers on. and Hopefully this is the last episode I ever have to do on my own. Um, But we're going to have guest speakers come on and talk about the crazy things in their life and their stories and their testimonies and really focus on the redemption. Um, I remember so many seasons of my life being like, I wish somebody had experiences before that was in my life that talked about it so I knew what to do. Um, I want to create a space for that. We're going to talk about the things that people don't typically talk about. We're going to talk about the craziness of this life and kind of how do you get back to the feet of Jesus and how do you lament in a holy and reverent way? How do you be angry with the Lord in a respectful and honoring way? And we're going to talk about all the things and we're really going to get down to the nitty gritty of what does scripture say and um, not just throwing in like John three sixteen where it's relevant, but really breaking down scripture. Um, and outside of that, we're going to create a community of people who are excited and passionate about loving each other and sharing in real authentic community. Um, we're going to do community events twice a month where we get together and we're just doing something fun, whether it's sand volleyball or we're doing like an open mic night, which is something that I personally love. Um, whatever the event may be, we're going to have community events where we all get together and we'll talk about Jesus a little bit and we'll have a lot of fun. We'll create friendships and hopefully some of us can be that hand that I needed when I went to college that kind of brought me back to the feet of Jesus and brought me into trust and community again. And, um, and then when we get hurt, we're going to walk through it together and we're not going to be alone. And when we are feeling like we're in isolation, remembering it's not an unfamiliar place for Jesus. And it also kind of reminds me of Luke 22, which I'll show that story another day and we'll kind of break that down. But the night before Jesus is arrested, he's praying in the Mount of Olive Groves and he's feeling all of the weight and the sorrow of what he's going to experience the next day. And he's praying and crying so deeply that he's literally sweating blood and he's crying blood drops because of how much it hurts. And I remember the first time I read that, you know, I felt so seen by the Lord and was like, wow, like that's a familiar place for you. I've been there. I've been so hurt and so brokenhearted and so shattered that I fall to my knees and I can't stand up and I can barely catch my breath because I'm weeping so loud. And that's a familiar place for the Lord. And he meets us there. And every time we're in that place, he's right there with us. But the next say, saying or phrase that he says, and I think we throw this like around a lot. We don't really understand what it means. And we skip the first part. We focus on the second part. And we always say your will be done. But what he says right before that is, Lord, take this cup from me. 
nevertheless if it's your will not my will but your will be done and we skip over that first part of lord this is heavy and this is not the life that i would have chosen for myself and god i don't want to experience this pain anymore lord please take this cup from me but nevertheless not my will but your will be done And I think that's exactly what I want for this community, is I want a community of people who genuinely mean that. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And let's get excited about sharing in the abuse of Jesus. Not because we want to experience the pain. Obviously, none of us do. But because it's a familiar place that Jesus chose to experience by coming to this earth and walking hand in hand with us as we experience it. I just hope that you're inspired and that you are encouraged by the Lord today that in knowing that he's with you and that he's experiencing everything you're experiencing and that no feeling that you've ever had is something that he doesn't understand or doesn't know or didn't choose to feel himself as well. And if you're in that place where you're like, man, I just need real authentic community. I need people who are real. I need people who are not afraid to confess the things they're struggling with, with a fear of losing a position. And people who aren't afraid to be real and to say what's really going on and to ask the hard questions, then I invite you to come and create a community here and create a, a home here. You know, we're, we're not perfect yet. This world is not our home. It's going to continue to be messy, but come and meet us outside the camp. Come and find real community with us outside the camp. There's a seat for you at this table, and I'm so excited to see what the Lord does with this and what this next season brings for all of us. And if you're like me and you've experienced a lot of hurt and pain and a lot of times you've begged the Lord to take the cup from you, then come and meet me outside the camp. I'm excited. If no one's told you today, I love you. I love you so deeply, and the Lord loves you too. And not only does he love you, but he wants to know you, and he wants to be known by you. I'm so excited, and I thank you guys so much for the support and the love. Um, if you felt anything throughout this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends and send it to anyone that you may know that may need it and may need a real authentic community. Um, I love you, and I'm so excited. We're going to be doing one of these episodes every single week with different people and different topics. Um, we're also going to open up for conversation. Um, if you have a story that you want to share um, or you have a question about something in the Bible or a situation that you don't know how to walk through, um, you can go online to our website at outsidethecampglobal.com or you can check us out on Instagram, um, also Outside the Camp Global. Um, any of our social medias, you can reach out to us, DM us, send us your story, send us your questions. We're going to talk about it. Um, anything and everything from the darkest and messiest to the most simple we're going to break down everything whatever it is that you're going through we're here to walk with you so yeah thank you guys for joining in and i'm excited to meet you guys outside the camp bye guys